Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of Horror Express. And tonight we're going to be talking about Event Horizon, a Paul Anderson film uh, made from the 90s. What was this, 97, guys? Was it 97 Sounds or 90? Sounds right to me. Yeah, 97. 97. So 97 movie. It's basically like people call it Hellraiser in space. It's kind of like Alien meets The Shining or, you know, it's just, it's a it's you know the basic plot is the ship goes missing the event horizon somewhere near neptune it uh it 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 reappears seven years later and sends a distress signal and a team is sent to go find out what happened and they get there and they discover that it opened up a a, like a wormhole basically and went into another dimension and presumably some kind of hell and brought evil back with it and then they have to contend or not contend with this evil depending on what their 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 leanings are in the movie um so i don't know is there anything else about the plot that i should mention or is that enough for not plot wise that that pretty much nails it i think hellraiser in space is pretty close like yeah i would i would say i would say it is and i i feel like i feel like it's some of that is just a product of it being made in the 90s do you know what i mean it's just kind of yeah. like that stuff was in the air and so um so yeah so I don't know what's what's you guys' experience with this movie. What do you think of this film, and what was it like on another view? What was the first time you saw this, Adam? Uh, I saw it in the late '90s. I didn't actually see it in the theater. A friend of mine had it on video, and I watched it. So I mean, it probably would have been a year or two after it came out. Yeah, so it's been a while, and I haven't actually seen it since then. So it did make an impression on me, though. Yeah, I, so, okay, my experience with this is interesting because it's one of those things, kind of like the Cthulhu mythos, that I only encountered because the people that I played Dungeons & Dragons with <laughs> quoted it constantly. Okay. And okay. the quote that got bandied about was the whole, uh, where we're going, you don't need eyes to see. <laughs> I, had someone, I had someone do that quote in character as a, as a necromancer or something, they were the DM, and everyone else, like, busted out laughing, and I was like, what, what, is, what is that? And they have one of those <gasps> moments that nerds have sometimes and they forced me to watch this movie not necessarily gunpoint but it was definitely implied violence if i didn't watch it uh so i have an interesting experience with this movie uh i might want to say i was indoctrinated into it but that's actually pretty accurate yeah and i saw i saw it a long time ago like adam but then after i i think it was after me and adam did our um our interstellar review I yeah. went on like a sci-fi kick and I was like, I want to see Event Horizon again because I don't even remember like half of, <laughs> you know, anything about that movie. And, uh, and, and so I, I saw, I saw, I saw it again about, I guess that would have been a year, maybe a year and a half ago. I don't know exactly what the timeline was. Um, and so then I saw it again for this podcast and, uh, um, I don't know. It's a, I, 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 I want to, I'll, I'll let you guys give your thoughts on, whether it's a good movie and what your feelings are about it before I weigh in. But, um, you know, uh, but it was, it was, so, so I don't know who wants to go first on, on... I'll, I'll go first. This movie is awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't say it's like a deep movie necessarily. And I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking really. I, I think that whenever you were, uh, comparing it to like alien and like with the, with a little, little dash of the haunted house from the shining, like, okay, there's even like, like that recurring imagery of like watery blood splashing out in a huge river. Like that's a very shining image and like, that's all over this movie. So yeah, the fingerprints of other successful films are there and the imagery isn't really unique and the idea isn't really groundbreaking, but like, 
did it need to be like haunted house in space yo and it's got like was it Lawrence Fishburne is in this and it's got a lot of really good actors and um I like they've got a good chemistry and like you really genuinely enjoy watching them interact and the scares are cool and some of those are very unique and disturbing and uh the premise builds in a nice way it also like it's not as patient as some of like if like alien was like super patient and pacing but it's got enough patience that it kind of draws out like the mystery a little bit it's not not hard to figure out again but there's a there's a bunch of scenes that are really really great in this movie. Like I like whenever um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character is talking about like whatever uh, like the thing that traumatized him in the past, where his crew that one guy and his crew got burned alive. And like because I watched the director's cut of this as well. I've watched this movie a few times before this, and uh, the guys who made this movie were like talking about how they were gonna have a cut where we got to see that. And you do actually see like that guy come back as a ghost later, but you're actually going to see the dude burning alive in space, but they were so spellbound by his delivery of the lines. They're like, hmm. nah, dude, he painted the picture really well. That's and great. that's actually, yeah. I, I remembered seeing that scene and I was like, wait, when are they going to show that? And I guess yeah. that might, you know, yeah. So, so well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That... If they'd shown it, it would have been late nineties CGI uh-huh. guy burning. And it like would not have, would not have been as great as the description. So, yeah, it, it actually made it a little more timeless because they showed a little restraint there. Yeah. They also, uh, although the CGI is extremely dated, they only used it a little bit. Yeah. Again, the, yeah. restraint was There's, the word yeah. of the day there. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, there's the, a few scenes with terrible CGI, but they don't dominate the movie by the, any means. No. The there's wor- a lot of nice practical effects too. The worst one is when they're doing the zero G and they have the stuff floating. <laughs> that was yeah. probably yeah. the worst one. Um, yeah. Very, very uh, PS one cutscene yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam, how about you? Well, I'll say it before I get into it. I, I think it's interesting that without intending to, we've kind of done a progression for of increasing horror genre in each movie because it's yeah. like Alien. Not that Alien is a horror movie, but it is definitely a pure science fiction movie. Every yeah. element of that movie is science fiction. And you get into Planet of the Vampires, where the vampires still are these alien energy beings mm. and so on. Then next we've gone on to life force where the vampires are more explicitly vampires. And now we've yeah. gone through people opening a gateway to hell. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, this is just a horror movie in space, totally on, on yeah. every level. So I thought that was a just an interesting trend. We didn't actually do deliberately, but yeah, I like this movie. I mean, there are elements of it that are a little lacking and probably a lot of those have to do with the movie being cut down. Yeah. But, uh, but it, I mean, the things that work in this movie all work so well. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's just, there's just little scenes of this movie that stuck with me, even though it's been over 20 years since I've seen it. That I'm just, yeah, they were completely fresh in my mind after all this time. So I, I it's definitely a must-watch horror movie and science fiction movie, really. Yeah, I, I, I like this film. I feel like um, it's a really good example of genre blending and it's also kind of i don't know i i like movies and 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 in one sense it's like a blue collar science fiction film because it's got that Mm -hmm. kind of thing with the crew and everything but i like what i I just like a no but it's also like got a no bs just it's it's there for like the fans type thing do you know what i mean it's not it's it's it, it 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 obviously gets into some things but it's it's not it's not excessively deep 
or any of these things. You know, there's the, 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 yeah. it, it, so I, I feel like, like, for example, like the, you know, the way that it uses humor, there's a character in it who's often, you know, his main function is kind of to inject a little bit of energy or a little bit of humor into scenes and to inject a little bit of coolness into some of the scenes. And it's not afraid to do things like that. Whereas a more stately science fiction horror film might be afraid to do that. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, I'd say, I'd say one thing that's interesting is like, you know, both this and alien are kind of in that blue collar genre Yeah. and alien is in the more serious one because like those people all feel like totally real yeah. people. Whereas this movie also succeeds as a blue collar science fiction movie, but it's, it's almost closer to aliens where, you know, the yeah. aliens are just these regular Joes, but they're very cinematic regular Joes, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's, it, there's just this heightenedness to it, you know, which the movie kind of requires because every character needs to have some deep dramatic trauma. So you almost yeah. need that for this movie to work. You know, you don't feel like every character has some traumatic hook in alien yeah. though, in the way you do with this movie. Yeah. So I, th I think it's, I think it's a really enjoyable film. I love how they, um, uh, like the ship is modeled after Notre Dame. And so I, I like, I like, mm. you know, the, the cathedral and I like how they, uh, I, I like the visuals that, that come from that. And I like just how it's, I feel like before this movie, this would have seemed a step too far in my imagination. Jamie, you know I it's like they're just they're just bringing these two genres too closely together by going in a blatantly supernatural direction. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, mm. um, but this movie sells it really well. I think so. I, I like that aspect of it. And I also like the thing that one of the things that I, I particularly like about the movie is just the the lingering questions I have about this other dimension that they never actually take us to. Um, sure. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that I, I feel like they do a really good job of making that this ominous thing that uh, is really troubling even after the movie is over. Uh, so, so yeah. So uh, why don't we get into some of some of the uh, specific things that we liked about it, like like characters or anything like that? Was there anything specific about this movie that you thought worked really well? Uh, that that comedy slash like cool levity character you were talking about what was his name i don't remember i don't remember um, any of the characters names it's oh, i had it um yeah be... i know because <laughs> like i really like miller's his name that's it it's just came miller? i was like it's something really oh, basic but i think miller oh, oh, come on man basic that guy ruled okay yeah he but, did uh, <laughs> i i like that like they really avoid the Hollywood trope of making him the first dude to go. Cause it's always like the comic relief is like the first guy that gets gacked, <laughs> you know, uh, but like, no, he's in it till the last scene. Like he survives the whole movie. Even when like he gets in situations that really should kill him. Like when he gets blasted off of the surface of the thing and goes creating into space. Twice. Like, that was, yeah, that was Cooper. I think, right. That character. <laughs> oh, is it Cooper? Yeah, that was that Cooper. Was... That was oh, okay. Cooper. I know it's one of those those English profession names, but uh... but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I thought you know. Also, what he kind of gets into is this this movie abided by the um, if you do it cool, it will work sort of a yes. principle. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I felt like that was in play in this film, at least for that character. Maybe, probably not for like Sam Neill's character or Miller uh, for Lawrence Fishburne's Burns character, Captain Miller. But but for him, if he did something cool, it seemed to always kind of pan out for him, right? So I loved that those two guys got to clash through the whole movie. By the way, 
um there yeah. was something really great about that like that uh, adversarial dynamic that drove well, a lot of the film between fishburn and neil the uh yeah 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 i like i will uh, well that's the other thing i like about this movie is before this film i associated sam neil with the the good scientist from jurassic park do you know what i mean so like well right I, like that's I, one of his iconic roles yeah I, I associated Lawrence fishburn with you know cowboy curtis um, oh, okay. I associated him with Boys in the Hood, but uh, I can understand. Well, really yeah, not a man yeah. of class like my. Well, no, I, I just, I watched that show growing up, but it, he was, you know, I didn't. It, it, it wasn't until years later that I realized that he was the guy from Boys in the Hood. Um, for me, I mean, I, I associated Sam Neill with a lot of things over the years, but for me, he, the last movie I'd seen him in when I saw this movie was In the Mouth of Madness. So people oh, going okay. crazy, okay, with the supernatural was exactly what was on my okay. mind when i watched this movie. <laughs> okay that's, that's weird because he wasn't in the mouth of madness too yeah Playing that was, a, that a was 94 that was like, yeah it was like a character that was the opposite of this character in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah. yeah and i and i did like i like i'm with joel i like their clash the, the only thing and i and i i I, I, I think adam's point kind of explains this but i think that the the way that they had to cut the movie up might have taken out some of the explanation for his for Sam Neill's character's evolution because some of I the think, beats are yeah. like wait he's going here and doing this and then he's doing that and I'm not understanding what you know there's like there's a thread that is seems to be missing there um, yeah that's exactly what I was referring to really is I feel like his character it's like he does a really good job in the movie but I feel like if there was just a little more to the character that seems to be missing, I feel like, you know, it just, it just could be yeah. fantastic. But a lot of the time you're, I enjoy his performance, but I'm, I'm like, why, why are you doing this thing right now? What exactly yeah. is going on in your head? Yeah. But it, it, yeah doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of that. Like you don't get a lot of those moments where he's like explaining his motivation at all. And that we don't get a really like a deep insight. We know he's mourning for his wife. We know he designed this ship. And yeah. like, there's just but that is, is there, is there any correlation? Like, did he, did he, this, I mean, did he go out there with the, with the idea that he yeah. could contact his wife or? No, yeah. I, mean, I feel like, I, I think that what's going on and like, it's not, there's enough of that in this movie to see like, and yeah. I feel like this comes through that. Okay. So he sacrificed effectively his wife to create the ship. So mm -hmm. now the ship is trying to lure him in by saying you can have your wife back if. So like there's like a it's a little messy, but you can kind of see the the movie kind of trying to tell you that. So there's enough yeah. to give you that. But, yeah, they needed they needed a little more to bring that forward, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and I don't need clarity. What I need, I don't mind the the vagueness of it because I do yeah. like how I have all these questions like, well, wait, is his wife in hell? Is that why this is why she's calling to him? Do you know what I mean? Like there, there are all kinds of things that you can wonder about. But what you know is it you know and obviously that begs the question is that even hell that they've tapped into which we'll we'll have to we'll get into it in a little bit but like um i don't know i i the parts that i had trouble with were more like him kind of going back and forth for no apparent reason between look like he's working for the crew and then it looks like he's suddenly allied with the thing and then it looks i just wasn't clear it's, on what was going on with them at a given moment sometimes and i think that was the editing of it due to the cut that they must have had to make that's my yeah. assumption it's not factual clarity i want as much as emotional clarity yeah it's kind of the yeah. problem i don't i just feel i get this kind of disconnect with that character at points like yeah having i don't need like a long monologue going and then da, 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 but it just it just i don't know 
Wait, I, we're not doing Planet of the Vampires again here. I do like yeah. how they reveal what happened to his wife. I, I like because at first you you my first when I when I first watched it, I assumed that she was uh, a member of the crew, right? Like that mm. was just what my yeah. mind kind of filled in that blank there. Me too. And then, and then you assume that at least oh, it must have been cancer or something like this. The fact that his you know his obsession with making this ship kind of drove her to suicide was a very mm. interesting reveal later in the movie you know what i mean it really it really had some dramatic weight i feel when they when they dropped that so that part i i i enjoyed but um but yeah i don't know uh anything anything else on this topic before we go to another one or are we i think i'm good yeah, no, I think so, that nails. Some of the other characters, I would have only mentioned that some of the other characters, though not weak, do not stand out as much as those mm-hmm. uh, those three that we've mentioned. They're not terrible characters by any stretch. They're just eh. well, you kind of well, need that know. in a movie like this. You kind of need some characters to fade in the background. Though I will say, with these kind of movies, you're always sort of supposed to guess who's going to survive. And I feel yeah. like this movie, you would never in a million <laughs> years guess correctly if you're going by no. the you know pre, you know predecessor films like the, the it, it was the, it just wasn't these were not the characters that usually survive this time well, I, yeah. I feel like it's almost a nod to alien because like i've said before yeah. when we reviewed alien it's like if you were watching this for the first time in 79 and you stopped the movie halfway through there's no special reason you'd guess that ripley was the character that makes it through no <laughs> that's mean, true well and that movie and that movie does it by having all characters on equal footing at the beginning but this movie suggests these these are the types of characters that usually die do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, like like exactly. the, the the pretty the pretty woman who isn't as fleshed out is the other woman do you know what i mean yes and the zany guy who's always delivering you know one li- you know one-liners <laughs> and all so it's just i don't know it, it, it feels it feels more deliberate with this movie that it is almost tricking you to an extent you yeah. know by uh by, by playing with archetypes but um but yeah so what i want to know is where you guys think the event horizon actually did go to like they they call it another dimension they they say it's a dimension of chaos they allude that it might be hell like they do use hell to describe it but then he says that's just a word and it's so you know i forget the exact phrasing but it's so much more or something to that effect (laughs) you know there's a little bit of a hellraiser vibe whenever he talks about it and certainly in the imagery associated with it uh but what what do you guys think that was I don't know, like, because I'm a little torn myself. On the one hand, I want it to be the same place that the Cenobites live, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that like very like 80s and 90s concept hell that's like equal parts like bad acid trip and heavy metal album cover. Like, yeah. that's the kind of hell I want it to have gone to. But also equally, I want I want more Mouth of Madness. I want mm-hmm. them to like press too far into the unknown outside and like run screaming through the the mindless flopping mass of Azathoth or something like that. So like those are two very different kinds of hell aesthetic, and I want them both simultaneously, and they're unfortunately mutually exclusive. Okay. Uh, if I have to lean towards one, it's going to be the heavy metal Hellraiser one. But uh, both are good. <laughs> Adam. Okay. Well, for me, I came with preconceived notions because I'm someone that ran the Warhammer role-playing game in the 80s and I played Warhammer 40,000. And so here you have a movie where, you know, in Warhammer 40,000, spaceships work by 
psychics kind of controlling these ships that travel through the realm of chaos kind of as a form of hyperspace. And mm. the ship in this movie, the Event Horizon, looks exactly like a spaceship from Warhammer 40,000. So <laughs> mm. it's, it, you know, and they even refer to it as, you know, this, whatever, a place of chaos. Yeah. And I'm like, so yeah. for me, I just, it's, it's they just went into the immediate... realm of chaos. That's they, great. They, yeah, they basically went to the realm of chaos. It, it just it just fits completely. I, I I felt like it. There someone at least in the art direction or in the screenplay or somewhere had to be drawing okay. this because it felt it felt too direct. I mean, if you, if you just look at the early '90s board game Battleship Gothic, which was the Warhammer 40,000 spaceship game. It's like, yeah, you, you all the pieces of little event horizons are moving around the board. So. Yeah, they do look like the event horizon, don't they? Yeah. Well, so which, <laughs> which came first, the chicken or the egg with that one? Oh, this it's Warhammer. Well, like I said, I mean, they, Warhammer already had that aesthetic down in the 80s, so... Well, so, like, okay, wait a minute. Because Warhammer has a lot of DNA with stuff like Alien and things like that. So what you're saying mm -hmm. is... It just totally came full circle where they were inspired by sci-fi movies and then inspired a sci-fi movie. That's wonderful. Well, and it's, I mean, it's also British horror from the 80s, which Hellraiser also is, too. So you've also got the Hellraiser thing. You know, I mean, the Games Workshop. We're, we're definitely into, into the 1980s heavy metal Hellraiser uh, hell reality. So I'm OK. I'm on board yeah. for that. It's How about just, you, Brandon? It's, it's, it's 80s I, geek culture finally filtering up to the Hollywood level by the late 90s, basically. I, I, I'm probably in, in the minority among, like, all, not just here, but among all viewers, but I think it's actually hell. I think it's meant to be literal hell. And I think that's mm -hmm. what makes, what makes that, I mean, and maybe just for me, that makes it more horrifying because the idea that science could, you know, open a door to hell, uh, you know, because we've sort of reached the limits of, you know what's supposed to be human knowledge and we're now bending space and time <laughs> i i really like that concept i also feel like it ties in nicely with the, the wife if she's potentially in hell do you know what i mean like a, that mm -hmm. idea really intrigues me um and and you know and again you know i mean I'm, I'm not saying people who commit suicide go to hell but it's a common theme in like you know in a lot of you know yeah, christian religion yeah yeah or you know you die by suicide you go to hell so that that seems to fit there too and also just the the cathedral architecture of the ship and everything and also the latin kind of leans me towards that where they have oh I think yeah, the pilots yeah talking latin. in latin here's here's the question i guess if if we're taking it literally his wife is in hell and it's not just the ship you know mm. messing with his head and using it against him then the question is what about that 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 uh kid the kid that uh you know we, we see is, does that suggest that she her son is dead and she doesn't know it or is no i don't know i i haven't thought through that aspect of the theory where the wife okay. is, is in hell i i i don't think i think that what's going on with them is all stuff that's being drawn out of their psyches and used against okay. them but his connection to the ship i think is different than everybody else's connection to the ship and he's having these visions way earlier than everybody else as well. So I just feel like, and again, it's not it's not the kind of movie where I feel like they're extremely consistent with the rules of their uh, of the world that they create. Do you know what I mean? Like, in fact, I don't even know what the rules are to be honest, because they don't seem <laughs> yeah. to. You know, so yeah, I feel like it could be that the the wife is in hell and drawing and drawing him there, and that 
uh, all these other things are just an expression of guilt that these people have. But I, I don't know. I, 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 it's not. It, well, it's yeah, not. It's not. If a, you want to, if you want to go down that further, you could go because we don't know when she killed herself. We don't yeah. have any time frame on that at all. It's like maybe. If, if she is luring him from hell, maybe after she died is when he got the insp final inspiration for this gravity drive came to him. <laughs> well, and also, a... like, her death is tied to the ship because it's like she's almost like a, in a way, she feels like a sacrifice, right? Because uh -huh. she has to die. She dies as a as a product of him making the thing. And so, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I like well, the, the, the whole eye in the middle of the thing there's a lot of imagery that echoes between her suicide in the bathtub surrounded by the bloody water and that thing yeah. just surrounded by water that becomes bloody later on too. So I never thought about that, but that's actually kind of great. Yeah. And even that tank that gets filled with blood too, right? Mm. The, um, yeah. I mean, and again, it's more about, I mean, the hell thing I think just opens up the door for that, the wife being in hell. But I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like uh, it's a little quaint, but I like the, I like the possibility that it's hell and hell is so much more than we even ever thought it was. Do you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. sort of how I would frame it. Um, uh, and it's also kind of, a, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting thing to have full, like, I think for these characters, the most horrifying thing they could imagine is that, you know, hell is actually real. Do you know what I mean? That would be, you know, to, to these are all scientifically minded people. They're all people of the, you know, the material world. They're not, they don't, none of them, the, I don't think any of them seem particularly religious, right? We didn't get any, and yeah, we got yeah. a lot of people that you know, I, they didn't. They didn't do the typical horror movie thing of having the one kind of semi-crazy character who's yeah. like, "Oh, it's demons!" Yeah. I tell you. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, uh, the closest they get is, I think, the doctor says, "Well, the person who sent that message clearly believed in hell." Yeah, but that's about is, as close as that, we get. That was to, a good line. I yeah. really like. That was a great line. Yeah. Yes. Well, what I like well, about I, that line is it's like whether you believe it or not, the reality of what's unfolding is unfolding. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, uh, <laughs> well, actually, uh, come to think of that, like whenever they actually get those little images, uh, when they finally clear out the the ship's log and they can see what it looks like on the other side, and it's just yeah. pandemonium. It reminded me because I uh, I read the Hellbound Heart. I was when we were doing um, uh, Hellraiser, and the description of the Cenobites realm in there is really close to that, where it's just like constantly the worst thing you can yeah. think of physically it's, is happening. It's real body yeah. horror stuff. Yeah, Hellraiser definitely had a huge impact on the visuals here, and also Pandemonium, another name for Hell, by the way. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I think I think it, it's impossible to watch this movie and not think of Hellraiser. It just it, it's just especially the scene where um the guys on the hooks right when uh, yeah wh who, whose character was it that was it the doctor that died that way? There's um I wasn't actually clear on who that was to be honest. It was the uh, um oh god he's a famous actor too he's always playing bad guys um <laughs> but I can't remember right now. There's also uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sean Pertwee was in the the film. Too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So, what do you guys think happened at the end of the movie? Because it kind of ends on a weird note, and mm. it does. it's an abrupt ending. Um, it's like if the first part of Aliens was the ending to the movie Alien. Yeah. You know. But then, I... but but it's different. It's even. 
so so just to explain to people in case they haven't seen it or don't remember they 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 basically do the thing where they go into hibernation in the uh, escape pod and then i forget how many days later like however long it is they get rescued and it initially it's like a dream sequence where the woman uh you know they get rescued and then the guy who rescues them opens his helmet and it's the sam neil character but like the evil version of sam neil with all the the facial lacerations and everything um and then she wakes up and 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 they're being rescued and it looks like it's normal but then the aperture of the doorway closes on them and there's something ominous about how the doorway closes like that so it suggests that well, I think the lights too. It go, this whole screen goes dark except for the lights around the door, which I think is supposed to evoke the gate. Is yeah, uh, what they're going for there. Yeah. So the question is: Is that just like ooh, maybe, or maybe not, or is is it like you know, no, they, this thing has followed them back and. Well, I I don't know. I mean, because you're kind of seeing it pulling away and seeing them inside the gate, I thought it was basically going from the standpoint that they're trapped inside it not that it followed them back but uh that was my interpretation i I have to say i didn't think it was entirely successful because i think part of the fact of it you know the character we're following at that point is jolie richardson's character she we're seeing from her perspective and we haven't even gotten to know her in this movie really and i I just got you know i feel like if you're gonna do that twist of oh my god they're still trapped in it if it's a character you haven't had a chance to really get invested in it doesn't i mean well, it's, it's also it's a really hard thing to pull off anyway because it is such a horror movie cliche and so I, I don't know that that it didn't ruin the movie for me but i was a little bit like eh, when that happened yeah it sort of putters to an end doesn't it like because it mm-hmm. is a classic trope but like pulling off something like that kind of i don't know it's almost like twilight zoning where yeah. it's like, are they still in the ship? I, what is there any reason within the logic of the movie that they would be? Did, like, because I they yeah. had some characters that went into the aperture. Like, okay, if they came back out again, we could interpret that as an audience as, oh, they came out on the other side, and we're seeing them realizing slowly that they're in hell and they can't escape. Yeah. Uh, even even the escape from the event horizon was actually escape from a doppelganger event horizon on the other side of the hell barrier and they're doomed now okay you could have interpreted it that way but there was no moment with either of those characters when i was like yeah they've definitely been tricked into hell not really mm-hmm. uh, and there's mm-hmm. no real logic in the movie because like it, we saw a movie where psychic vampires could take control of your body and the logic of the movie explained to us that those things could be carried with you yeah. so when we were when that was revealed later in the movie, we were like, oh no, the thing happened that, that could yeah. happen that was established earlier. If there's a psychic virus, to coin a phrase, that goes with you once you're in the event horizon and lingers inside of you, the only person who that affected was uh, Sam Neill's character. And it felt like he was an exception, not a rule, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, it doesn't work on a, on a movie logic level for me. It's fine as an ending because, you know, it, maybe she's maybe there is some kind of lingering psychic residue that's stuck with them. It it clearly got inside their heads. So something is happening there. And like Brendan pointed out, the rules of this movie aren't super well established. Yeah, so, yeah, because so yeah. Yeah, what I was thinking is the escape pod is part of the event horizon. And the event horizon went into this thing and then went to some other dimension and came back. And it was kind of like not like some kind of supernatural infection was on the ship right like there was something mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah. maybe that's still in the pod even when the pod, you know what i mean like 
It is part of the ship. I guess yeah. that, that does hold up. Like, you know, I don't I don't know it would I don't know that destroying the gate necessarily nullifies whatever came through. So but I don't know. Again, like the, the rules are really <laughs> unclear. So, you know, it could be yeah, anything. I think I mean, getting aside from the reason behind it, I think too, what one issue with them being in hell is like I don't think with either of those surviving characters, did we get any sense of them being lured by hell or any Well no, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're still in oh, hell. Oh no, I'm not disagreeing with oh. you. I'm just I'm just, I'm just raising the point. Did I'm actually honestly asking that question. Did either of those characters have any visions? I can't I don't remember that. I think most people had something, but I, I feel okay. like I, yeah, I don't, I could I don't, be forgetting. but I don't think those two did. Um, no, something that's that's... huge. I think maybe that was meant to show us as an audience that they didn't have as many skeletons in their closet. So they were kind of yeah. resistant to whatever hell magic was screwing with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that seems like a reasonable reason for them to survive, but you go to sleep in a haunted hell ships escape <laughs> pod for several months it's not going to be a pleasant experience when you wake up. No, no. Well, that, that's another question too, because I mean, you know, are they trapped in a thing? Cause I mean, if we go with, with Brendan's supposition that there's just this entity on board the ship, it's like, it could give them horrible nightmares, but once they're out, they are out and they are actually, you know, being rescued. So yeah, it let, could just be, it just could just be a haunted ship now. That's well, it. That, but also we don't know what it was that was inhabiting that ship. And so, sure. like, whatever hell entity it is, maybe it's sort, maybe it's like life force where they're bringing something that could mm-hmm. potentially spread and grow. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, it's very. It's Another very movie unfair. that could kind of be life force with the ending. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the, to me, the ending is one of my least favorite parts because I really feel like in a movie like this, the audience really deserves a clear one way or the other. What's you know what I mean? And. This was kind of like, well, it's one way. Nope, it's not tricked you. Oh, nope. It's, you know, it was like, it was one too many fake outs for its own. You know, it just was too many fake outs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not as clever as in the mouth of madness when, when that movie did its kind of fake out ending uh, where he watches the movie that we just watched and goes completely <laughs> insane. Cause that's it. That, that's another layer to that. That makes it kind of fun. Um, this movie does it doesn't have any i'm not saying it's not smart enough to do that i'm just saying it doesn't seem to have any interest in doing anything like postmodern like that so it really yeah. is just like a spook movie in space so eh. yeah not a great ending not terrible it doesn't ruin it no but, it's yeah. fine i just feel like that one last beat is a little it's, it just always lands a little funny with it, me that's yeah all. it's kind of a sour note um so uh so yeah so what about the overall style of the film what do you guys think of the way this looked the way it was shot the way that it just just the the way it delivered everything um, I really like the style of this film. Uh, and when you mention the other movies in this director's arsenal of movies he's made, he has a consistent style across them. Yeah, it's, he it's does. a very '90s style. It's like yeah. quick cuts, um, and a lot of like uh, pans where he'll like pan or or uh, the thing he likes to do a lot, which is kind of evocative of the Stanley Kubrick uh, imagery that inspired some of this, is he'll do that shot where he sets the camera up in the middle, and there'll just be this long hallway going off and the the ship's architecture facilitates that shot a lot but it's a really good shot and it gives you a sense both of the scale of this thing and like the eeriness of its shape which i really liked it's a very visual movie and yeah it plays well for that it, it has a good yeah. it, it is a really good um like it grabs your attention like i couldn't i found myself like consistently like just sort of gazing at the screen and i was constantly 
like it's constantly changing because of the the rapidity of the cuts even in the slower scenes there's a lot of different angles that they're not jarring there's just a lot of visual variety so i really dug the style in this movie yeah i thought they did a really good job of getting like a gothic horror look in space like right down to the lightning mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact, like, cause they're on yeah, Neptune. The light so they're able, great. you know, I, I feel like that's something that most movies overlook on planets. You know I mean? I think aliens did a bit of that, but like, it didn't feel the same. It felt like science fiction style lightning. And this felt like, no, this is clearly meant to be like castle in the misty woodlands type of or misty yep. mountains type of lightning. It's that, that sort of thing. And so I, I like that they were, they were able to kind of bring all of that, that Gothic horror aesthetic to space in a way that didn't, it didn't like slap you in the face so hard that it was like super out of place. Like it all fit where it was and it yeah. fit the way that, you know, it's just that you just realize, Oh, this is kind of Gothic looking. This is, you know, this, this is not, um, this is not like a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but it's not like a, uh, the, 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 it's leaning much more on the Gothic horror than, than, uh, than the science fiction atmosphere sometimes. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll say too, I was really struck by how 90s this movie is. I mean, I was, last time I saw it, it was the 90s. And so it just looked normal to me. Yeah. But just the soundtrack, everything about this movie, I was just like, this is incredibly 1997. Well, especially how throughout the whole movie, it's all this like serious sounding music. And then you get to the credits and they do like the Prodigy <laughs> track. It's like, it sounds like Knight Rider with some funky stuff thrown in. I, I forget what the yeah. name of the track is. They, they said it in the subtitle. The most 90s credits yeah. that ever crawled out of the 90s that wasn't yeah. the Mortal Kombat movie credits. Uh, <laughs> it definitely, it definitely, and, and it looks and feels like, it's funny because the size of objects change by decade too. So like you can kind of tell by the size of like canisters on the ship that this is, this is like a mm-hmm. 90s set. Do you know what I mean? Like everything just has uh-huh. a certain look. Um, but but yeah, I I, uh, I agree with that. It, it looked very 90s and uh and also, I think I feel like Sam Neill and um, uh, and Lawrence Fishburne being in it really kind of also pin it to that date somehow. Do you know what yeah, because I mean? like... you got you got Morpheus and the the uh, archaeologist or the archaeopaleontologist, whatever he was from a um, Jurassic Park in the same movie, and that's like the, that's at the peak of their nineties-ism. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Um... So yeah, so why don't we talk about? Uh, uh, well, what I want to talk about is is this is a, a Paul Anderson film, and I want to talk about. He, this got me thinking about how well I I remember like like I liked Resident Evil, and we saw Mortal Kombat again not too long ago, and I realized yeah, that's Mortal actually Kombat a pretty good slaps. movie. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie too. And so like, uh, but then after Resident Evil, I feel like we really don't see or hear much from from him or we see we see plenty but it's it's not it's not what was being promised by his early yeah no i gotta say i i forgot he was the director of this movie till i started watching it and his Mm. name popped on the screen and his name is just so synonymous with with as a mixed bag he's gotten such a bad reputation over the years that i was like whoa i I was i I, and i thought wow is this movie gonna be really bad then i I watched i was like it was actually very good it's kind of it's kind of interesting the direction he went because he clearly has talent to have made this movie but who knows yeah oh joel were you gonna say something or Uh, resident evil (laughs) we're gonna have to do 
some Resident Evil on this show. I know it's not actually horror. It's kind of like horror-themed action movies, but... Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen any of the Resident Evil movies. So you haven't I, seen well, any? Oh, we're gonna see. Oh. We're gonna see a Resident Evil movie then. Yeah, for sure. I, I am I, fine I, for yeah. working horror adjacent yeah. horror action movies into the podcast. That is fine with I, me. So. The, f- the first Resident Evil is good. The second one and the third one are kind of like um, the first the, Resident Evil is memorable. I well, <laughs> I would disagree. I would say it's. Um, I can see it, that. I, I would say I, I would say it's a good movie. Um, but, but it definitely, it definitely is not good in, it's not like, it's not not going to have, no, 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 I'm trying to think of how to say this. It's not going to have like, I don't know what its rating is on Rotten Tomatoes among critics, but it's can't possibly be like, you know, 70 or 80 or 90%. Like it's got to be pretty low on the critical end. And yeah, on the critical end, it's probably garbage, but I, I'm the audience loved this movie and it is an entertaining movie i will go that far but that say this is entertaining I, but then i think that that means it's a good movie like if it's if it's entertaining <laughs> and it's, it's more it's... than uh, here's the thing though it's it's not just an entertaining movie about a bunch of meathead action soldiers who go into a science basement where also there's monsters and zombies it's the resident evil movie and because it's yeah. the resident evil movie it has a dual duty to be entertaining and to be a representative of resident yeah, evil yeah does not do the second one at all uh, and as a well, guy who loved Resident Evil, that's very frustrating to me. Okay, I can. Now, okay, the so second, the second Resident Evil movie actually does a great job of that, weirdly enough, and I like huh. it a lot better. And it's just as bad and just as entertaining. I, I to feel me. like it got the spirit of Resident Evil, though the Resident Evil movie. I know we'll talk about it when we actually do the Resident Evil film. But yeah, I, I, feel, I haven't played a Resident Evil I, game I, since Code jo- Veronica. Jo- so. Joel is speaking yeah. very clearly. It's very true. Like the the movie. Is if you played the game and then you watch the movie, you're kind of like, wait, what the hell? But but like the <laughs> DNA is present in the video game. Do you know what I mean? Like the there's, DNA is there. There's enough. You're right. It's close enough that it's frustrating to me yeah. as an RE fan. So, <laughs> but uh, but but either way, we'll 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 come back to that you know we ought to do a video game horror movie month because there's Silent Hill, which is something similar too. Okay, we could we could uh, see about that. Uh, Isn't there a uh, Castlevania movie, movie also? Freaking horrifying! So, uh... <laughs> there's, yeah, there's what Silent Hill. There's uh, I think there's there Castlevania may be a series on Netflix, but again, it has nothing to do with the Castlevania games except okay. for a nine foot tall Dracula's oh. in it. They don't change his height <laughs> at all. And one of his plots is that he gets married, and like, holy crap, man, your wife is a superhero. But um, hmm. Paul Anderson also did Pompeii, which I watched when that came out because I like Rome, and it was the it was it. It should have been easy to make an entertaining movie about Pompeii. Do you know what I mean? And it, it was terrible on so many levels. Um, Kiefer Sutherland was the uh, was the played a Roman senator too, which was did not work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. great. He's, he makes a good Jack Bauer, but he does not make a good Roman senator. Um, yeah, he he's got a type of role he could do really well. You know. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, but, but yeah. So I don't know. Any, anyways. Uh, closing thoughts on this movie. Do we have any uh, final thoughts before we depart? Uh, do I? Jeez. Um, I really liked this movie. I still like this movie. Um, I, I don't know. There's something unique about its appeal, isn't there? Uh, for being almost just a haunted castle in space, 
it's got so much little moments of charm in it. Um, so many little unique scares and, and visuals that no one's ever really aped again that just sort of belong uniquely into this movie. Um, it, and it's weird to call like a slam bang, like 90s ish, very 90s, high energy, like 90 minute little movie quaint or charming. But it is. There, there's something about it that's charming uh, in its novelty. So, and it's like, again, really amazing performances uh, by at least the two leads. Like, they really propel the movie beautifully. The prosthetics and the uh, the sets are really cool and beautiful. And, yeah, uh, it's I, I'm, I'm with Adam on this. This is a must-see. Yeah. Uh... Boy, final thoughts. I don't know. I don't have anything profound to say about this. So, um, let's see, but yeah, I, I agree with you on, on all of that. I don't. I'm just gonna skip on final thoughts. Too. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> I pass took all the your ball. I, I will say. I will say I this. Know. It's 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 um, I think I think it's a it's definitely a a good entertaining space horror film. I think it meets the qualifications of being you know just sort of a fun entertaining. Well, fun might be misleading because it's a horror movie some people might not find that fun but you know what i mean it's like it's a, it's kind of a nice departure from the normal fare um the only thing the only thing that always irritated me a little bit about the movie is because of the title i always assumed that it was like a i mean there is a black hole involved but i expected mm -hmm. more black more hole black stuff hole. yeah i don't that, know i've it, seen the black hole movie enough. and that, yeah that, that's not a great movie no no that, less black hole is the right black, the black hole the movie is like the cinematic version of a black hole i, I just i still remember the sucking sensation of of being in the theater watching that film yeah, it, it, there's there's so much about that that could have been good. It always makes me angry how bad that movie is. But... It's lethargic that movie. It is yeah. deeply deeply lethargic. Um, yeah, but uh, I actually do have a final thought, which okay. is that it, I really like how much weight the recording carries in this movie. Both when you just hear the audio recording mm. early on, and when you see the the brief video. I mean, it's like there's less than a minute of time all throughout the entire movie when any, you know, collectively when any of those things are played, but they carry so much power. It's like those images that are kind of thrown at you. It's like, yeah. you know, that, that little video short you see just that, that is part something that stuck with me after not having seen this for 20 years. I was still, yeah, those images are still, still embedded sharply in my brain. That's the, a pretty good job. The, the recording was really cool. I die. The recording yeah. was really cool. I liked how they did that. And again, I liked how they, yeah. you know, I liked how they worked the Latin in that way too. And how like the, yeah. you know. I, I had mixed feelings on the Latin because the I, mean, I like the presence of the Latin. I mean, they even used Latin... Roman numerals on the ship, right? Like the, they had, yeah. the doors had Roman numerals on them. Um, but yeah, go ahead. But I, I did find it funny that, you know, that basically it's like, you know, Sam Neill pulls out this, this video, this, this recording and plays it for like, yeah, you know, the NSA has been over it and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the random guy, in the crew <laughs> of this rescue, she's like, Hey, that's I, that. It's like here, the, here's, the NSA are like, Dawg. no, but here, here was my explanation for that. The, the English <laughs> school, the he, famous he, dead languages on the planet. But, but here's the thing. He was English and we, and, and the NSA is American. And I feel like the education system over there, I feel like Latin still plays a bigger role 
than it does over here where we like don't learn a scrap of the entire american intelligence age is like dominated by ivy league schools i mean maybe i don't know but i feel like i feel like (laughs) in grade school on up you don't learn an ounce of latin in america so uh no uh, i'd like i'd like to think that when they when they that that, you know that when they're pouring over a a recording that they would have got it though yeah somebody would have at least said oh that sounds like latin let's get our uh, get a latin expert in here and, yeah. and figure it out. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. That's that's definitely it's definitely an oversight. And also, they probably should have at least given some indication that this guy would have known Latin early or or made him a language expert or something. So because yeah. they had like three doctors on the ship, they didn't really need him as the trauma expert. Right. Like that wasn't was that even important to the plot? Uh, no, not really. I don't think, I don't think his doctoring came up. I, I could be forgetting though. I, I did just watch Well, I, I guess you would expect, you would expect a medical person to know Latin, right? Because they had, they're yeah. supposed to learn Latin. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But All the anatomy and stuff you have to learn, knowing Latin is handy for that. Well, and I think they have to learn it just, they think they're supposed to learn Latin and Greek because a lot of the names for things are structured That's in Latin and Greek. That's kind of what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but anyways, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I think I it's 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 not available as far as I know on Netflix or Prime unless you rent it. So you know this yeah, is I got one it on YouTube, but it was only like two bucks. So yeah, I yeah, I rented it on Save Prime. Fuck um, on me! I paid two ninety nine. I feel ripped off now. So I guess that ends our uh, month of uh, of space horror, right? Now we're going to be moving into other territory. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to dig out some more because like um. What is it? Pitch Black is a is a horror video game uh, movie too. I'm gonna see if I can't dig out four for us and pitch those okay. to you guys. Have horror video game month, All right, mostly because I want to watch Silent Hill again, but we're, also we're, I want to disagree with you about Resident Evil a lot. We're gonna have to do some comedy horror too. I think I don't think we've done comedy horror. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So un- until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs>